Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where I'm looking at the word Xenopterids and I don't remember what it means. It's the bug-faced guy that uh, can look human. Very uncanny valley, though. Mm-hmm. Mm, ah, yes. yes. It's a roast yeah. in a trench coat. Yes. It's very metamorphosis. Yes. Ah, Kafka reference. Nice. Yeah. I hated that book. I hate that novella, but I do like other Kafka things. Mm. I do like other Kafka, but yes, that one I Okay, non-English lit major. What is the difference between a novella and a short story? The length is just a length? longer. Yeah, pretty much. Is there a word count to be considered a short I mean, story? It's... I think so, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that and I was like, I do not know what the difference between this is. I still how you sell them too. You can sell a standalone novella. It'd be weird to sell a standalone story. Mm. Yeah. I read a lot of short stories. And you know what always confuses me with a short story? Because, again, it is a short story. Mm -hmm. Usually mm -hmm. they're like 10 pages long. It's when they have chapters. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. That's it. It has like four thing. chapters, and each chapter is a page and a half. <laughs> I wonder if they were serialized. Yeah, it's yeah, possible it been, that yeah. they were serialized mm. and broken up over multiple stories. Maybe. I mean, there were a lot but of those. That was a lot of Dickens stuff, wasn't it? That's why his like, were so long. He oh, got paid by the chapter. Dickens was paid by the word. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, he released stuff serially. Yeah. It, it is true, yeah. Ugh, Dickens, overrated. Actually, <laughs> I recently read, um, we had a conversation on the after party where we were talking about Edgar Allan Poe, and I recently read the case of, uh, what was it, the case of M. Voldemar? I don't think I actually know that one. That one, it's kind of famous because he released it as a factual story hmm. about mesmerism. My God. And then people started contacting him basically saying, but this is true. And he's like, no, I completely made that up. It's like, but did you? Because this is true. <laughs> it was about like mesmerizing somebody at the moment of their death, which uh, their body dies, but their spirit and mind stays inside of their body and can recount the process of death. Huh. Sounds like Poe. Yeah. But apparently it was so well written that they everyone assumed it was an actual factual account because he wrote it as an actual factual account from a newspaper <laughs> and then published it in a newspaper. That also sounds like Poe. Yeah. Yeah. True. I imagine that would confuse people. Yes. However, all of that is nonwithstanding. Welcome back, everyone, to the continued adventures of the Silver Ravens. When last we had left our heroes, the Ravens deep beneath the streets of Kentargo, were investigating the once lair of the Gray Spiders, a place by the name of the Lucky Bones, which didn't appear to be lucky for a lot of the bones down here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you cleared out the cult of Mahat Hala from down here and rescued a pair of twins that were going to be sacrificed before opening up the sealed door sealed by the Church of Phrasma and the Hell Knight Order of the Torrent. Because, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> we can clear this place out. I, I'm sure all of these Hell Knights and clerics just, you know, got scared. Yeah. But then you made your way in. There was uh, some ghosts, or there was at the very least a ghost, followed by some weird shades mm. and specters and all the rest of that stuff. There was a pit trap. You managed to uh, acrobatics your way past. <laughs> Only by the luck of Niccolo jumping first to detect that if mm -hmm. we went along the edge like we had thought, we would have fallen in <laughs> from a trap. Yeah. It would have been fun. <laughs> for you, it would have been horrible. Yeah. It would have been horrible. He'd have, we'd have another sticky note. We have too many sticky notes as it is. We've hit quota. Then we made a friend. Yeah, you made a friend. Yeah, we did make we a friend. We made a friend in the floor slash walls. Slash, I, I don't, don't know. know if we made a friend so much as didn't get murdered. He was we nice found, enough. He we found a new a roommate yeah. in our hopefully soon to be secret. Well, I mean, we're hoping to find a way to, to free him long term. But yeah, at the very least for now, yeah, hopefully, for sure. you know. Then you found one of those cool rooms where when you, like, you step on the floor tiles, they light up. Yeah. And so you did a little dance across the floor tiles to reach the other side. Like you're, Mac like you're Michael Jackson or something. Oh my God. True. But yeah, did your little uh, dance across the uh, the floor tiles to reach the other the exit from the room so that you did not have to face the Watcher in the Walls. Who or whatever the Watcher in the Walls yeah, is. Yeah, we're still not actually sure. 
I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's one of those know, things that if you actually fine. see him to identify him, it's already too late. Mm. <laughs> Unless you're Probably. his friend. He just grabs you, drags you down. Gonna go with scary. Like, <laughs> like, hey, friend, we're releasing you. Let me just take a little peep. <laughs> you know? Well, we tried to get him to come out and he wouldn't do it. Nope. Well, I don't think he was allowed to. Yeah, yeah. he's not allowed to. I mean, again, you if you him. wanted him to come out, you just had to step on the wrong tile. Oh, we didn't want him to eat us. Well. <laughs> we like living. Mm. You'd reached the opposite side of that chamber before you had reached uh, a hallway that contained two doors. One on the left-hand side, a single door on the left-hand side, and a doorway, a set of double doors on the right-hand side. It seemed to be where this uh, horrific stench of death was coming from. And opening said doors, mm -hmm. you had found an octagonal chamber with a well in the center of it, a capped well with a large capstone across the top of it. And uh, the remains of multiple dead bodies and uh, eight undead bodies. It was literally floor to ceiling. There was a lot. Ghouls. Yeah. So many ghouls. Figuratively floor to ceiling. <laughs> it was a mosh pit of ghouls. <laughs> they were just stacked in there. Yeah. Like three ghouls in a trench coat. <laughs> Plus five more. Pretending Plus to be a giant? <laughs> Ghasts always remind me of the, um, uh, from the second Mummy movie, the the jumpy ones that go all around because they have the uh, Oh, now they're they chasing the bus or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Mm, yep. Uh, where you did get to find out their new cool leap ability, which actually I really like. That one felt very fun. Once mm -hmm. again, I love second edition for the flavor it adds to creatures with all of the unique like abilities that they get. It's true. There are some things with second edition that I do struggle with, but they're the flavor of the abilities that they give to the creatures mm -hmm. feels way more involved. Yep. Skeletons being able to throw their heads at you, pretty great. For example. Yep. Yeah, you'd uh, you'd fought for some time and eventually managed to defeat the ghasts. <sighs> maybe maybe I added a sticky note over here. Oh, we'll right. see how that turns oh, I'm out. I'm sure at least one of us got a sticky note from that fight. And we'll also, I remember the capstone for the well being trapped. Um, yes. yes. There yeah. was a trap on top of the capstone for the well. And I believe it was uh, Vittoria. Yes, Vittoria was able to identify the design across the top of it as being that of a Xenoterid, a yep. human-sized predatory insect with the insidious ability to mimic the form of their favorite prey, humans, or humanoids. Yay. Yeah. Which always reminds me of the short story Mimic, which mm. is basically mm. that entire premise. And then that's what the uh, Del Toro movie was very, very, very vaguely based off of. Mm. Yep. They're kind of like spiders, though. They bite you, liquefy your insides, or, and then slurp you up. Yeah. Um, I didn't include it in the text that you got there, but in the uh, further description for them, they talk about how certain underdark races, which probably includes things like the drow and others, um, apparently will go and collect those orbs and then make uh, liquor out of them. Oh, gross. So it's like, hmm, slurred human. That's Delicious. Don't like it. Soylent green. It Soylent is green is people. But yeah, we left off Spoilers as all of you had really, a really, really old movie. That's something that's so much in the zeitgeist or yeah, not zeitgeist, but that's so much in the public domain that, you know, that's like the Luke, I am your father. It's unfortunate <laughs> yeah. that no one really gets that surprise anymore. No, true. but nope. at this point, that ship sailed. It's true. Not unless you are a small child who was sheltered. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you're so small that you're not allowed to watch Star Wars, you're probably too small to be listening to the violence on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> true. Probably, yes. That being said, I'm glad parents introduced their children to us at all. Yeah, it is never too children. early to start your kid in tabletop gaming. True. That is true. <laughs> you just no. you know, replace some of the more graphic stuff with unicorns. 
You absolutely have to wait until they're not going to try to eat the dice. That is okay, true. all right. Yeah, okay, that that's, that's yeah, a fair warning. Two-year-olds probably shouldn't be playing tabletop RPGs. Yeah, yep. okay, all right. I retract my <laughs> statement. It, there is a possibility that it's too young. Look at the, like, choking warning on you your You just dice. have to get the big foam mm. dice. That's ah. fair. There's work oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. You get the big those. dice. They can just throw it across the room. Foam. Reminds me of a picture I saw <laughs> where some children trying to figure out shoes, and then it shows, like, a kid putting on, like, those Velcro strap shoes that you have when you're really little because mm. they can't figure out how to like tie shoelaces and the next one is just like children the moment you hand them an ipad and it's just like a guy at a, like a supercomputer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like i can't figure out how to tie my shoes but i can figure out this ipad i'm in you know the funny part is is that like 90 percent of my time i don't wear shoes that require tying and i'm adult an adult to be fair we also live in a hellscape where it's constantly 100 plus degrees <laughs> fahrenheit so around. But I suppose to kick things back off, when last we had left off our heroes, the five of you stand in a hallway. Behind you now is the octagonal room with its large well that you decided to put off for a little bit as a... Mm -hmm. BRB. Nicolo's not entirely positive, uh, you know, it's that I could attempt to disable this, but it looks to be very dangerous. Mm. And maybe we go ahead and check another way, and then we come back to this, kind of like you did with the... uh, the pit full of uh, <laughs> yeah. dead snake and yeah. poison fungus. You're just like, yeah, we'll come back to this later. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we'll find a, a magic key that will open this up so that we can all go meet the tentacle monster. One yeah, I don't want to meet the tentacle monster. Yeah, Nicolo's got a date with the tentacle it monster. Was for, it was foretold, so it has to happen, <laughs> right? I foretold you so. Yes, Indeed. As foretold. Ooh. Off towards your left-hand side, the hallway opens up into, again, that strange chamber with the watcher in the walls with its various tiled floor tiles of various colors. And ahead of you is a single door of which I believe Nicolo had checked, looked over, seen no traps. And That's I true. think we left off as uh, the rogue champion was uh, reaching out a hand to open that door. All right, let's head in. Rogue champion makes it sound like he's like a ronin or something. <laughs> rogue sounds like an adjective, you know? Yeah. Like a rogue champion, yeah. A he's champion, yes. Oh, no. Uh... Let's let's reach out and open this door before things get spicier. That's right. <laughs> Nicolo up at point. Lucia standing alongside him, rapier at the ready. Adria behind Nicolo with the light spell. Next to Adria, Vittoria standing there. Uh, I believe a brand new silver short sword that you just found um, at the ready. Yeah. And nice. then uh, Cesare pulling up the rear. Magic crackling at his fingertips. I'm not Raiden. Like, be careful. Don't touch me with that right now. <laughs> but yeah, and Raven perched on your shoulder with a little handkerchief that she's wrapped around her face to Aww. help with the terrible smell of gas. I'm sorry. Raven's always the cutest thing in my head. It's just every time gets me. Nicolo, you reach out, grab the door handle, turn it, push it open. Wait expectantly because this, there's been an inordinate number of traps in this place. And things popping out to kill us the moment we open a door. That is true. It's very lively for a place full of dead things. Almost like it was a thief's guild. (laughs) You're not entirely positive what you were expecting. The chamber beyond is not very large. From where you stand to the opposite side, it's only a distance of maybe some 12 paces. Hmm. And off towards left-hand side, you can see it stretches away for maybe some 20 or so. Hmm. Thick layers of dust lie over everything in this room. In particular, a long central table, as well as numerous shelves on the far wall off towards your left-hand side. Several large parchment maps sit on the table, along with a curved dagger and a number of stacks of dusty coins of copper, silver, and gold. Hmm. On the wall opposite from the door that you're opening now, 
you can see a board has been placed up. And pinned to it are numerous moldy old scrolls, parchments, announcements perhaps. In addition to that, you can see that there are moldy and dusty ledgers and scrolls, which sit on both the shelf as well as scattered across the table. Off towards your right-hand side, immediately when you come in, are three faded portraits, one of which you immediately recognize. Mm. As you had seen her spectral form mm -hmm. very recently. Laura ah. Lou, I presume. In close, uh, uncomfortably close proximity as she delivered a little kiss for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this was probably like the, the office, like where they were running everything. Yeah, like the back yeah. office. Well, we've got ourselves a back office, it seems. Yeah, and uh, waste not, want not. Lucia will go over and start scooping the coins into her coin purse. <laughs> sure, we also should look for secret doors because apparently that's a thing here. Yeah, not a bad idea. Cesare still doing hmm. the detect magic. There is a magical aura in this room. Oh, yeah. hey. I'm going to start with the dagger. Uh, Victoria okay. immediately walks over to the uh, wall and looks at one of the documents that seems to be different from the rest. I think this one might be special. Mm. Huh. Special how? I'm not sure. So Cesare is looking over, starting with the dagger, basically trying to find what and here's that source of magic. I can do 10 things at a time. So start with the crap on the desk and move from there. You're casting this as third level now, right? Yes. So you actually get the school of magic automatically for the highest level effect within mm. the range. Ah. Yeah. So yes, Cesare, you can tell that there is a, uh, a relatively potent necromancy effect somewhere in here. That's interesting. An iffy sign. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> necromancy. Although necromancy yes. is healing magic now, too. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, it could be healing. It could be instant death. Who knows? Yes. Start with <laughs> things on the death. desk and then move out from there. And Nicola? Sure, I'll look at the shelf. Sounds okay. like fun. We love shelves. So real quick, go ahead and give me a um, perception roll from Adria and uh, Cesare picking up the dagger and I believe using your read aura. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can determine that this dagger is magical. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. You'll need to, of course, roll to uh, determine what it is. And, Vittoria, go ahead and give me a society or performance. Well, I happen to be an expert in one of them, so... So, Lucia, you make your way over to the desk. Begin looking over everything on this. Uh, first off, there is a good deal of coinage on here. 21 Sweet. gold pieces, uh, 39 silver pieces, and 243 copper pieces scattered across the table. Dang. Curiously enough, it seems like these weren't even being used or being counted or used for currency. Um, it looks like they, someone was using a stacks of these as paperweights. Wow. <laughs> God. I mean, when you've got so much money, what are copper pieces if not paperweights? It does look like someone quickly rifled through these, but you don't know whether or not that was the gray spiders quickly grabbing papers or the hell knights looking over it before having mm. to retreat uh, whenever they storm this place. You do, however, find something of interest here. Why, hello here. Sorry, well, what? this is interesting. Okay, so this ledger here is a set of deeds for a number of warehouses and waterfront buildings in Vire. Vire? Huh. huh. Apparently for someone named Molly Mayapple. These uh, deeds have all been stolen, according to this. And uh, let's see. Apparently they were supposed to be used to blackmail Miss Mayapple. Um, but they never got around to that pot. Hmm. Interesting. Adria is searching over the surrounding walls. You don't see any signs of a secret door, secret passage, or anything. All right. Nicolo, rifling through the shelves here, uh, you find that the shelves here contain a variety of different maps, mostly. Many of these are the surrounding region. They appear to be smugglers' routes, although, mind you, these are years and years out of date, although they may still, in fact, be useful. 
<laughs> if the smugglers' routes in and out of the city have never been found. Nice. I'll just show that to our Corvid friends. Yep, the Fushi sisters. This does also focus on uh, now out-of-date information about where patrons, allies, and enemies of the gray spiders live. Uh, huh. uh, in particular, it seems to have a, a map of the Hell Knight Citadel for the Order of the Torrent. Whoa. As well as uh, various notes on attack plans. <laughs> huh. Well, we're going to tuck that away for later. No, uh, considering it is now being occupied by the Order of the Nell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. In case we need to go there, hopefully in another 10 levels. Hey, uh, has anybody ever thought about maybe attacking uh, the, the, the Citadel of the, of the Order of the Nail? Are you no, drunk? because I like living. Have I got the plans for you, though, if you are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better to have them than not have them. I mean, maybe someday we can do something with them. I don't think we can today or tomorrow even, but maybe someday. <laughs> the other interesting thing you find is there is an open scroll tube. You find that that scroll tube contains a couple of interesting things. Huh. First off, maybe useful, considering the type of enemies that you're facing, is the deed for the Lucky Bones. Oh, sweet. Huh. Perfect. All right. Just what In we addition needed. to that, it includes a full map of the Lucky Bones, the upper floor. Um, so basically the ground floor that's been burned down to the ground. Mm. Mm. However, it also includes a map of this entire level, Ooh. Hmm, which notes the location of every secret passage. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, we got it. Conspicuously though, and maybe part of the reason that this is open, there's no map of whatever is down the well. Oh, man. Uh, We've oh. got to go to the next level to find the map for that level. <laughs> Still got some maps here, too. Uh, can I tell if there's any secret passages here? You can tell that there are no secret passages where you are right now. Mm. No need to keep looking, Adria. Oh, good, because I didn't find anything. It really looks like the only secret passages that you missed was that there's uh, there was a second secret passage in the room that once belonged to Maggie. Mm. That seemed to have looped back around to one of the holding cells off of the main of off of the entry chamber. Oh, okay. Mm. And there appears to have been an additional secret passageway off of the entry chamber, um, one of the rooms off the entry chamber that led to the room where you face the bearded devil. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Good to know. Okay, cool. Cesare, looking over this dagger, Cesare is able to determine what this dagger does. This is a dagger of venom. It can cause your foes to become sickened if you hit them in the right spot. Huh. Basically on a critical, it's a plus one striking dagger, and if you oh. succeed on a critical hit, um, the target becomes sickened one unless they succeed on a fortitude save. Hmm. All right, who doesn't it have a striking It also weapon? has an additional ability of which you are aware, um, which oh. is you may activate it as a free action once per day when you damage a creature with the uh, dagger, uh, which will automatically poison them as well. That's uh, a DC 21 fortitude save for four rounds, doing 1d8 poison damage and enfeebled one. Wowzers. Wow. Chesare will keep this if nobody has any <laughs> issue. I mean, I've already got a striking weapon. I just got a sword. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a particularly large picture, but. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Oh, that's cool. It's wiggly. It's a pretty cool looking dagger. That's cool looking. <laughs> it hardly looks like it could be sharp. But somehow, somehow it is. Oh, yeah. Magic. Magic. And lastly. I suppose as Vittoria reaches up, takes this uh, pen notice off of the wall. Hmm. Looks to be a poem. Likely the work of Bosworth as a notorious halfling poet who became very popular during the Chelish Civil War. Still mm. writes today, uh, but he is a known critic of Thrun and worshipper of Norgaba. Grew oh. up in uh, Vaya, which seems to be coming up a lot. Uh, it says, Hell's Coda, 
contract terms are by the book, crooned the devil to the crook. If you change them, I declare, I must know you're playing fair. In yon vault your papers lie, crowned the crook in swift reply. Doors locked tight by magic word, speak the phrase so it is heard. Moonstone, moonstone, ruby bright, turquoise, turquoise, malachite. As the devil voiced the phrase, to the vault he cast his gaze. When his back was full displayed, canny crook plied silver blade. None shall mourn your foolish death, voiced the crook with victor's breath. Devil's single greatest flaw, doubtful wits entrenched in law. I like it. Um, uh, those gemstones, they're the same as the ones at the well. Oh, perfect. So moonstone, moonstone, ruby, turquoise, turquoise, malachite. Hmm. Must be the combination. Oh, speaking of which, can anybody read this? And Lucia will hold out that one piece <laughs> of paper that she couldn't read because it's not in common or halfling. Nicola looking over it? No. Mm. No idea. looking over it? No, but it does have something, some familiar character. Adria? Nope. It's not druidic. Nope. Vittoria? No. Really? Although any of you mm. may make me a society check. Mm. I shall. Or recall knowledge to try to recognize the language. I'll try it is quite possible well. that Lucia might it might jog her memory. She looks it might over. Jog my memory. Yes. It's Tien. Hmm. I can recognize some of the characters because the Tingu language shares some, but it's not enough to read it. Huh? Maybe somebody back at the Waspness might know it. I mean, you don't think the Gray Spiders had dealings out that far, do you? It's possible. I mean, I guess they had stuff in Bio, but the Bio makes a lot of sense. Tien's real far. Yeah, Tien's a bit further than Vire, for sure. Hmm. I have a scroll of Comprian languages, if it's something we think could be important right now. Mm. I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not it's going to help us here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was important to the gray spiders enough for them to put it in some obscure language. So maybe it's important? I mean, or they just got it from somebody who wrote it in that language. Because it's not a code or anything. Not that we know of, but it could be. But it could be a code just for the ledgers, not necessarily for anything else. Well, I mean, uh, at least the ledger I looked at, it's not in, in code or anything. I don't think any of the other ones were, were they? Everything else here was just written in common. Yeah, you guess no. anyone that was going to break in here to try to gain this information would have had to go through the entirety of the gambling <laughs> hall upstairs, the entirety of this place, get by like 15 mm. traps, and every member of the guild before reaching here. So, As well as their special guard dog, basically. Yeah. I think yeah. we could probably wait. Because I'd hate for you to have to use your scroll when you could put it in your fancy book or whatever. It's already in the book. That's why I have it. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, then I don't see why not. If yeah, it gives sure. us an advantage. So I guess I will cast Comprehend Languages. Just so you're aware, this is not a full page. This is a single sentence on a piece of paper. But it might be a very important sentence. You don't know. Uh, who knows? And like mm -hmm. I said, I have the scroll. It's in my scroll book. So. And without knowing Sweet. like anything about the other two... Uh, members who are leaders of the Gray Spiders? Who knows? It lasts for an hour, so you'll have a whole hour of comprehending languages. Yes, um, true. If so. pertinent, if that kind of occurs to Lucia while you're having that conversation, uh, turning around and looking at the three portraits on the wall. Again, one of those is uh, is obviously of an attractive halfling woman. Uh, much more alive looking than when last you mm -hmm. saw her, but with the exact same smile. <laughs> with a plaque on there that identifies her as Guild Mistress Loralu, uh, since you have already encountered her. Next to her on her left-hand side is a... Uh, a uh, red-headed tiefling man with goat-like horns and sharp teeth. The plaque identifying him as Guildmaster Bacchus. Mm. Ah, okay. You don't know whether or not Bacchus is well. Technically, I don't think that there's the Bacchanal and Bacchus and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah, Bacchanal. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah. obviously the yeah. Guildmaster of Pleasure, right? 
And the final painting depicts a stern-looking young uh, Tian Shu woman with a narrow face and short hair, the plaque identifying her as uh, Hei Fen. Hmm. Well, there you go. Okay. But I will cast the scroll and figure out what this, uh, and like I said, it does cast, it does last an hour. Yeah. Could be useful. It's just like, hey, don't forget to empty the fridge on Friday. (laughs) It's more to do with this Mayapple woman. Mayapple may be a fellow rat, but that doesn't exempt her from being fed on by a spider. Mm. Okay. Well, that was a lot of magic, but not a lot of um, payout. Well, the Mayapple lady is the one that owns all those buildings in Vaya. I imagine if we ever had to go to Vaya, we have a contact question mark. Yeah, it's also been a really long time, so they may have even forgotten these properties. It's been 35 years because this happened in 47 or 4675 and it's what 4715 right now. So so it's been what 40 years. Well, regardless, both you and I know that it's totally possible to be alive still. Hmm. I mean, Mama lived through the actual Civil War. No, well, of course I did as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It just depends on what sort of heritage this Mayapple woman is. Maybe it's literal. Maybe she's a rat folk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hope she's a rat folk. Oh, they're like, uh, just because she's a rat. I want yeah. her to be a halfling, mm. though, because Mayapple is like a. Mayapple feels halfling. very feels halfling. Very halfling. Yeah, yeah, Mayapple feels very halfling. Yeah. I had a halfling uh, um, in a game, actually, with, uh, with Ross named mm. uh, Heart Cheese. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember that. I really like that halfling. She may be a halfling. Maybe. Mayapple is a very halfling sounding last name. Well, if she is still alive, she might be interested in getting some of her deeds back. Maybe that would be worth something to her. And if she's not still alive, I guess we have some property in fire. We know a really good forger. Mm. <laughs> we, we do. Yes. This is true. <laughs> I take That's lessons from her every other Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, go get some documents forged, get a kitten. That's true. Yeah. I still, I, I, she still owes Free me kitten a kitten with every forgery. <laughs> you need to go back and get little pan or little, Aww. you know, croissant or whatever. Aww. Yeah, which, little whichever deep bread dish it pizza. was. <laughs> little buntini. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> buntini would be an amazing rabbit name if you had a pet <laughs> rabbit. Straight mm, on. Well, I suppose there's nowhere to go but down. At least yeah. we know how to go down, maybe. Yeah, true. Raven, are you ready for a swim? Uh, if by that you mean am I ready to hang out in the sleeve for a bit and leave the swimming to you. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right, Mario. Let's go. What could possibly go wrong? Don't. I mean, I get strangled to death and ripped apart by a giant fish thing. At least you already I don't saw think tentacle coming? monsters are fish. I don't know. I, what's the difference? I have no, no nature. Just... Okay, this is a world where there's half things all over the place, right? Like centaurs and things. So there's, it's totally possible to have a fish that is also an octopus. Mm. My brain just went a weird. I was like, is an octopus a fish? It's a no. cephalopod. They're, yeah, they're cephalopods. You should know that. You love octopi. Aliens. Hmm. <laughs> aliens. aliens. Our octopi might cephalopods, be right? aliens. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I wouldn't Make be surprised. Way back out of this room back into the hallway, back down to the octagonal chamber. Again, uh, in the center of this room is that well, surrounded by bones, which um, adds a certain chewed, gnawed bones, and now uh, eight undead, um, well, now dead, but former undead undead. bodies. Yes, re-dead bodies. Oh, re-deads. They're so horrible. Yeah, those are terrifying. Yeah, that's what you're going to find down the well. No! <laughs> no, that's just the giant hand that, you know, brings us that's back even to the worse. beginning. Oh, God, the wall, like the wall masters. Thing. Oh, yeah. God. That's what the watcher in the wall is. Oh. <laughs> it's all just giant Zelda dungeon. Again, you guys went around here, you found a key, you found a compass, and you just found the map. 
Yeah. And now you need to go to the lower level, wrong. find the key of the compass and the map. I'm oh. living my Zelda fantasy. Again, in the center of this room, it features a 10-foot diameter iron capstone over what appears to be a well. Next to it stands a winch made of wood and rusted iron. A large carving of a strange, tall, lanky man in a cloak adorns the capstone. The man's four eyes are softly glowing gemstones, specifically of malachite, moonstone, ruby, and turquoise. All right. Are we ready for this? Yep. Moonstone, moonstone, ruby, turquoise, turquoise, malachite. I guess uh, I'll go ahead and do the honors unless somebody else wants to. Oh, let's like everybody else stand outside. But yes. we're pretty sure that's the right way, right? I mean, we have I mean, a lot of faith in you, but it's better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean you that's not this is not expressing faith in him, okay? I drag him she out. That's fair. I don't blame you. Uh let's go on and get this over with. You got All it. All right. Malachite to Malachite. No, Moonstone to Moonstone. I was joking. <laughs> See, this is why we stand outside the room. <laughs> Cesare and Vittoria will start screaming Moonstone at the top of their lungs. <laughs> I you just start screaming that. Lucia just reaches in, grabs the two doors, and just closes. <laughs> I think Nicola's like, I don't have any nature. I don't know why y'all thought I knew what these rocks were. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, uh, although I think or I technically is, is identified them with crafting, to worry about? but still. <laughs> that's true, that's I true. I think Nicola was actually the one to identify them because of his high craft skill. Yeah. It's much funnier for you to be like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, say. what the hell's a Malachite? Uh, this, this looks like a... A Nosferatu? Yeah, it's seriously. Like green. <laughs> uh, that takes me back. Um, yeah, let's it go ahead green. and... Malachite's green. It yes. is. Yes, it's cool looking. Uh, let's go ahead and start uh, touching the stones in the order uh, that has been prescribed. So starting Touch with Moonstone. <laughs> moonstone, Moonstone, Ruby Bright. Turquoise, <laughs> turquoise, malachite. You reach out, you tap on the eyes. One, two, one, one, two, one. As you finish doing so, the eyes, the soft glowing embers inside of the gemstones fades. And there's this sound I don't think Nicolo would maybe be as familiar with this, maybe from like opening a keg, but it's almost that pop sound of, uh, of a the container. Bottle open. <laughs> not, even, not even the champagne. It's, it's almost that, that satisfying pop sound of a, uh, a plastic container that's mm. been vacuum sealed. That pop ah. Oh, it's sound. like the, 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 the biscuits. Uh, oh, no, oh, yeah, yeah like when you break biscuit. open a thing to, to make biscuits, uh, a roll it's of a two bottle. It's terrifying oh, yes, and satisfying. Yes. Nicola yes. jumps back about it's five terrifying feet. Terrifying and satisfying, yes, that expresses <laughs> that perfectly. <laughs> All right, I ever, either did something very good or very bad or both. You're still alive, so I'm going to go with good. Right. <laughs> I think it's open, though. All right. I'll try to move the top. Hey, Adrian's just like, you got it, buddy. It takes a little bit of force, but yeah, you can push it over enough until it uh, it slides off the top and drops down onto the side with a almost gong-like like thunk as the metal rim of this capstone hits the floor. You see anything down there? I just opened it. Give me a second. A terrifying <laughs> little girl about to kill us all, perhaps. All right, the cuddle. <laughs> For all of you, uh -oh. this smell, not oh. pungent, not unpleasant even. Okay. But the smell of water and even before Nicola looks over the side, that smell of like a film of algae mm. that makes you think of creek beds mm. comes up to you as you look over the side of this 
with your infernal eyes, you can tell that this well descends down a distance of some 10 feet before it reaches water. Ah. Iron rungs line the side closest to you, seemingly rather well intact up here, and then becoming somewhat more rusted as it gets closer to the surface of the water. Hmm. And just around the edge of the water, you can see this buildup of uh, basically algae along the Hmm. inside. With your dark vision, you can see that the shaft continues for another 20 feet past that before opening into a chamber. That chamber itself seems to have a height of a or seems to be a height of some maybe 15 feet. Jeez. Cesare will take Raven's collar off and attach it to his wrist like a bracelet because that's where the light spell is. Cute. All right. You get to go in the sleeve. All right. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. She doffs her fedora that she's been wearing this entire time and then climbs inside the sleeve. (laughs) I thought she took the fedora off because she was bedecked in like bazillion gold worth of jewelry. Well, she put it back on because she needed a hat to doff. Oh my gosh. Lucia will wait until uh, until Raven gets in the sleeve before going, okay, now that we're alone, can anybody tell me why she always seems to have different clothes on every single time I look at her? Because she's a kleptomaniac. I have no idea. I've decided that it's too cute for me to care about. I honestly don't know how she does it. <laughs> you know, man. Theft, I'm pretty sure. Theft. Mm. Theft for sure. It doesn't help that Hetaman spoils her and is making her all sorts of clothes now. Hmm. Speaking of clothing, by the way, uh, you've got about 10 feet until everybody's about to get drenched, so I hope you don't care oh. too much about what your clothes are. We knew that that was happening. Yeah, it's well, it's also covered in algae, so... Um, Good luck, I guess. Press the digitation can't fix. All right, fair Uh, enough. uh, This might be one of those times (sighs) where everybody should take off your shoes. (laughs) I'm not taking off my shoes. But doesn't that help you swim better? No. (sighs) I mean, rules is written technically no, but... (laughs) Do you got web feet? We stopped by and got the blessing from our Uyug friend, right? Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so we're set. And I have a scroll, and I think... Adria went ahead and don't you have one memorized just in case? <laughs> just in case it gets dispelled or something while you're down here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a very real possibility. So that would really for, suck because you can't hold your breath very long in second edition. <laughs> no, you cannot. Nope, sure can't. I have two scrolls, but I, I didn't prepare it because I have the scrolls. Mm. Well, um, after that, though, it uh, keeps going. There's a chamber at the bottom. I mean, it seems pretty deep, but uh, hmm. I guess we're going to get to stress test our new magic here. Yeah, let's do it. Can we just dive down the well instead of trying to crawl? Yeah, it's just 10 feet. Yeah, you I mean, want to do like the from... pencil and just go straight in? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from just vaulting over the side and diving down. Yeah. Um, however, I will allow anyone that wishes to make me a recall knowledge for nature. I will. Okay. Oh, I could take assurance, but that would... Mm, nope, I'm going to roll it. The algae is poison. The algae is alive. Oh, God. Yeah. The algae is alive would be horrible. I mean, algae horrible. is alive, but... Yeah, technically, well, I mean, but... I, but I meant it... I think you meant it in the, uh, the not good way. Ambulatory sense, yeah. yeah the, the ambulatory <laughs> sense. <laughs> alive and moving, because trees don't usually move outside of, huh. like, the wind or something. You know, now that we're looking down at the algae, it's kind of weird. It's, uh, it's not a lot of algae growing, so... There's hmm. probably some sort of current moving under the water down there, keeping it fresh. Oh. I mean, I don't think it's a strong current or anything, but, you know. All right. Keep good that in know. mind. Mm-hmm. Which is good for us, honestly, because stagnant water smells bad. Well, especially when you're breathing it. Yeah. We already dealt with grimples. I don't want to deal with anything else. Yeah. 
All right. Let's go. Let's go. So I suppose you all vault over the side. Drop yeah. down. Yep. Splash in. Would she, would she going like taking her rapier first in case there's something at the bottom she can't see? So she'll just stab mm. it. Sure. Jump over the edge of a thing with oh. a sharp weapon in your hand. With chest right below you. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going first with Nicolo. With Nicolo below you. Oh. I was just saying Chesare because Heather was immediately like, I jump in. Yeah. We've been in uh, Texas heat for so long. Heather's like, I just want a pool. I just want to be in the water. Even if the, the pool's water. a creepy well under my house. <laughs> <laughs> All the better. At least it's not in the sun. True. Hey, Samara, you mind if I join you? Yeah. <laughs> Seven days? Okay, that's fine. Have you been yeah, to Texas Yeah, you're not recently? so scary when it's 109 yeah. degrees outside. Yeah, geez. It's hot enough out here in seven days, I might die. Yeah. <laughs> With or without you. <laughs> so we're going to take a second real quick. Oh, and I want to talk to you guys about a little oh, something. Oh, no. It's underwater oh, no. combat rules. Refresher time. It's the underwater combat rules. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of quick rules on this. First off, I'm pretty sure I can skip the section on water pressure because you guys aren't going that deep right now. <laughs> Yay. So a couple of things. Uh, first off, you fortunately do not need to worry about the drowning and suffocation rules either because you are... Uh, able to breathe water. Not yet, anyway. In addition, you don't have to worry about hypothermia because while this water is bracing as you mm. splash down into it, it is not so bracing as to uh, require checks or cause cold damage. Hmm. Good to know. So, as you're probably aware, uh, swimming is an action. And when you swim, you can propel yourself through the water. In most calm water, you can succeed on the action without needing to attempt a check. That is true of this. Cool. Mm. The water here is calm enough that just swimming around, you aren't going to have to make a check each round or anything like that. This is relatively placid water. At the end of your turn in water, if you have not succeeded on a swim check that turn, you sink 10 feet or get moved by the current, as determined by me. Mm. Okay. However, if your last action on your turn was to enter the water, you do not sink or move with the current that turn. Mm. When you do roll, and you may always choose to roll if you so wish, a success means you move through the water 5 feet plus 5 feet per 20 feet of your land speed. So if you have a 25 okay. foot movement speed, you move 10 feet, which is going to be a vast majority of you. Okay. And that's even for your 30 foot movement speeds. Technically speaking, your swim speed does not go up until you hit 40 feet movement. Mm. If you get a critical success, you move 10 feet plus five feet per 20 feet of your land speed. So basically mm. a critical success will give you an extra five feet of movement. Okay. And if you fell, you just don't move. If you critically fell, you make no progress. Um, and if you're holding your breath, you lose one round of air. Mm. Something else we don't have to worry about. Again, something that you're not going to be too concerned about. The big thing to keep in mind that is if you are swimming, you do have to use one of your three actions each turn, regardless of even if you move, if you do not want to sink. Mm. Okay. So if you are in combat, you are going to have to be using one of your three actions every single turn to maintain your level. Mm. But if, oh, we swim, if we swim during that, like we use one action to swim, that would still count that as counts. like... Okay. Just one of your three actions that turn has to be used to swim, either to maintain your, your position or to move yourself your 10 feet. Okay. Um, if you have swim speed, then you propel yourself through the water with little impediment. Uh, instead of attempting athletics checks to swim, you automatically succeed and move up to your swim speed instead cool. of the uh, listed distance. Moving up or down is still moving through difficult terrain. Um, that is how swimming works, period. So if you, okay. if you mm. want to ascend, it is difficult terrain. If you want to descend, it is difficult terrain. Okay. Okay. Uh, but if you're going on a flat plane with where you are, then you're good. Um, this cool. means on average that each character can choose to swim down at a speed of 15 feet. So three actions, half speed, 15 feet. Mm -hmm. um, or each round you have a 30 foot movement speed using all three of your actions to swim. Maybe pertinent. Or you could choose to just sink, right? If you don't make a swim check. Yes. And you will sink at 10 feet per round until yeah. you reach the ground. 
but if you do have a swim speed, you uh, still have to attempt checks to swim in hazardous conditions or cross uh, turbulent water. Hmm. Um, you can also choose to roll an athletics check to swim rather than accepting the automatic success in the hopes of getting a critical success. Ah. Okay. Um, your swim speed grants you a plus four circumstance bonus on athletics checks to swim. Hmm. And of course, I, I do have note here that it, uh, having a swim speed does not mean that you can breathe water. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> so you do have to do that Fair. separately. Um, I'm not going to worry about overlaying travel speed because that mm. doesn't seem pertinent. You mean over water travel speed? Yes. Uh. <laughs> Last couple of things I want to get into is uh, if you do decide to sink to the bottom and choose to walk in water, sinking to the bottom and walking means that everything counts as greater difficult terrain. Mm. Jeez. Greater difficult terrain means that every five feet of movement costs 15 feet. Wow. So Cesare can actually oh. move along the bottom of like sink to the bottom and walk at the same speed that he could swim because he has a 30 foot movement speed. But for all the rest of you, it would actually reduce you down to five feet of movement. Yeah. Okay. okay so swim. So swimming is faster than just sinking to the bottom and walking. Fair enough. A couple last things to just keep in mind for aquatic combat, which may or may not be a thing. <laughs> yeah. First off, if you do not have a swim speed, which I believe none of you have a swim speed. Not then currently. while you are no. underwater, you are flat-footed. I think ah, the sole okay. exception to that might be Ross. That is correct, because I have the underwater marauder feet. Yes, nice. you took a feat, so you are not flat-footed. Yes. So just keep in mind that while you guys are in the water, you are flat-footed. Um, it is much harder to move out of the way of things while you're underwater. Dang. You do, on the plus side, gain a resistance of five to acid and fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just by virtue of being down here. <laughs> it turns out physics does work underwater. <laughs> to some weird degree. Kind um, not of, electrical yeah. physics, but... Yeah, electricity doesn't. Uh, you take a minus two circumstance penalty to melee slashing or bludgeoning attacks that pass through water. Again, Ross is immune to this. True. Well, dang. But not piercing for those of you using hey, great yeah, yeah, short yeah. swords, daggers. Okay. Yeah, you can thrust rather easily in water, but swinging a sword or trying to hit someone with a hammer underwater doesn't work so great. <laughs> it's yeah, difficult to crack a whip underwater. <laughs> yeah, you bit. can't be Indiana Jonesing under the water. Yeah, probably a good thing that Cesare grabbed that dagger because... Uh, Trying to punch people underwater is also not very effective. Mm. Yeah. Um, speaking of other attack options, ranged attacks that deal bludgeoning or slashing damage automatically miss if the attacker or target is underwater. Mm. So, mm. you know, don't try a throwing returning hand axe or something underwater. It's not <laughs> going to help you. Yeah. Okay. It's oddly specific. However, piercing ranged attacks made by an underwater creature against an underwater target have their range increments halved. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So okay. you can still fire a crossbow underwater. Or throw a harpoon. Or throw or a harpoon a or a spear or anything yeah. like that. Important for Cesare, although I think you guys were well aware of this before you came down here, is you can't cast fire spells or use actions with the fire trait underwater. So okay. not only can you not cast fire spells, but if you had a breath weapon, it wouldn't work underwater if it was a fire breath weapon or something like that. Mm. You just can't use it. Yeah. And as just kind of a general rule of thumb at GM's discretion, some ground-based actions might not work underwater or while floating. Mm. Mm. That's up to me. If a situation arises. Can I trip a fish? <laughs> <laughs> can you trip a fish? <laughs> technically, speaking, technically speaking, you can trip someone underwater. It basically just means that you throw them off kilter. So basically, you, mm. instead of they fall and hit the ground, you literally like grab them, spin them, and now they're upside down in the water and mm. have to right themselves or something That's like fair. that. It's just weird to say, I trip that fish. I trip that dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Take right. that dolphin. <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish. 
<laughs> so long and thanks for all the flips, you mean. <laughs> and, you know, Rick, Rick you, you got that through that really quickly. How did you read that off so fast? It's that convenient little uh, PDF document that I made here and that happens to be available for our patrons at the $15 and up <laughs> tier on our Patreon. So if you want to run fun. underwater fun, combat fun, fun. like a boss, get subscribed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's tons of other reasons that you subscribe true. to, there's but also that stuff. is there. It is true. And I uh, made a nice little convenient list there so that everyone has quick and easy access to it. I've actually got something coming out here pretty soon that I'm pretty excited for, the uh, hmm. the old Patreon feed. So get ready for that. Hmm. And also, I'm going to try a new mod that I installed for Foundry. Is Let's it the Underwater works. Combat mod? It's the teleportation mod that I can immediately move you. Oh. Oh, oh. they got that working again? Yep. Nice. Oh, That's a cool mod. It. You know, there's a big old thing of red letters that just says trap. Oh, is there? <laughs> oh, there is. It's not on this it's map. The, it's the trap on the other level. Oh, I rebuilt yeah. that trap earlier. Yeah. I know. It's just funny because it's just trap. <laughs> I like to post reminders for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. The So one thing you didn't cover, can we speak underwater with... Um... With water breathing? Yes. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just that sound really basic. <laughs> yeah, you can speak underwater. Cesare and Adria can spell cast with no problem underwater. I'm guessing cool. you don't want me to do a water effect like with my voice right now. No. <laughs> I might try adding it in post. I might do a uh, a low pass filter in post, and uh, that would that takes oh, out some of the treble and brings in the wobbly. bass more. Mm. Yeah. Might be fun. That'd be cool. All about the bass. All about that <laughs> bass. No treble. No you dive into the water, swim your way down, and exit out of the well into a chamber. This chamber is large. You think at one point or another, judging by what you can see scattered about, that this room was a warehouse, maybe? The ceiling in here, again, is 15 feet high, supported by numerous stone columns that measure about five feet at a side at their base and are crusted with algae. Ruined doors open further along, although you can only vaguely make them out through the dim illumination down here. Surrounding you are heaps of rusting algae caked crates, barrels, sitting below this hole in the ceiling. The entirety of this room is completely filled with water. The water is cold and still, but only slightly murky with mud and silt. Uh, Not enough so to actually impede your vision as you swim down here and uh, begin to glance about, taking in the sight. That glancing about no. Lasts for a few seconds. Oh, <laughs> great. Immediately jumped. As having decided to go in loud, um, as you did when you jumped <laughs> off a 10-foot <laughs> Are we getting punished for jumping in the water instead of yes. climbing down the rungs? <laughs> for deciding to not be remotely stealthy, as you, True. you we, we really We did there. mention we were stealthy. Yeah, hard it is to resist a good jump. <laughs> but at least we're all down here at one time instead of on a ladder. At the edge of your vision, for most of you, Niccolo can easily see to the far side of the chamber. Although it does a cool uh, lighting effect where everything goes from that blue of the water um, to this uh, this grayscale on the far side of the room. Oh, nice. Oh, I got a little warble, like, underwater oh. distortion got effect. Got some bubbles. Cool. We love mm. it. Bubbles. Sweet. These bubbles are moving in very straight lines. Yeah, well, that's what they do. That's how magic works in this world. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles are magic. You heard it's it really here first. It's really into right angles, obviously. They're dwarven bubbles. It's true. <laughs> Fine dwarven craft bubble shift <laughs> for all of the rest of you for a moment you see just at the edge of your illumination you can see some movement Niccolo however can see the approaching creatures clearly oh that's a multiples 
Uh, multiple creatures, great. I'm ready. Maybe they're friends. They don't look to be friends. Dang it. <laughs> we, we found the, the, the you know, the, the underwater people who moved in after this place got flooded. You never know. Each of these beings. Oh, no. Look like were they standing, they would be close to maybe six and a half or seven feet tall. Whoa. Oh, they're big. They are hunched with green mm. scaly skin oh, across no. their body, webbed fingers and toes, and oh. large, almost frog-like heads with mouths more oh, akin yeah. to that of a toothy deep sea fish. Okay. Their eyes are large and almost luminescent red. They seem to be wearing some piecemeal armor that looks to be less made of metal and more the carapaces of sea creatures. Fins across the top of their heads, their arms, and along their long sinuous tails and large frills that frame the sides of their face. Each of these creatures bears a trident. As you can see, some of them swimming straight towards the lot of you, and some of them breaking out left and right. As Niccolo, just in a quick glance, you can count, there must be at least four, but you think more, judging by the water movement that you can hear. Mm. Great. Well, dang it. <laughs> they look a little bit like that. I think one of them is just at the edge of your light source. I literally can see the outline, but it's just like the little whoop whoop of when they're out of sight. Yeah, yeah. whoop whoop. And uh, I guess let's go ahead and just roll into a little bit of combat, <laughs> shall we? Oh, dang it. Oh, no. <laughs> Cue up a little sirenscape. Sirenscape. Jump in the deep end. Well, we did, and that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That is a lot of people on the initiative tracker. Bunch of dice flying everywhere. God, that's Jeez. a lot of people. So let's go ahead and get a quick round table on that. Jessica, what did we get for Adria? Adria rolled a big three for a 17. Three for a 17? All right. A little surprised. A little getting surprised. your sea your legs back. Jordan, what did we get for Lucia? Lucia rolls a 17 for a 27. All right. All right. Lucia at the ready, better. though. She's been practicing. She's she's here to prove herself. Since the last time she was in the water, it didn't go great. It went horribly. <laughs> this time I'm much better prepared. This time I'm an expert. <laughs> she was working with Morgar. That's true. By the time this adventure pats over, she'll be an Olympic swimmer. Legendary. I'm Legendary. an expert in athletics, so it's possible. Sure. Legendary is not bad. Heather, yeah. what do we get for Cesare? Uh, Cesare rolls an eight for a 19. Rachel, what did we get for Vittoria? Oh, that's a big old nat one for a 13. Ooh, ouch. That's a, that's a rough go. And Ross, what did we get for Nicolo? Nicolo's not doing much better. I got a four for a 15. Let's go ahead and kick things off. So again, the five of you have swum down. You're in this room. Um, as I said, ahead of you, you can see these uh, these pillars stretching off into, uh, into the darkness. Uh, these eight pillars that lie in the center of this room of uh, a rather large room, you think some maybe 40 feet across. Each of you had had a chance to swim down, so you're currently at a height of uh, 10 feet above the floor. So you're basically at the ceiling right now. Mm -hmm. So combat begins. Lucia Serini, your first initiative. Um, well, I can't see anything. Um, so... Well, you can kind of... Oh, no, there's a pole in the way. Yeah, because like you, you can guys see have that everyone light. is staring ahead. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, so no one I, can use the point out action. Yeah. Nope. So I will swim down under Nicolo and forward, I suppose. 
You can see one of them ahead of you now. Yeah, dim illumination. Um, uh, so second action, I'm gonna crank on dueling parry because uh, I need my armor class. <laughs> okay. And that's helpful. You get ready to try to parry with this rapier underwater as, as you yeah, come Yeah, I'm basically like, forward. I hope I can parry these tridents because they're gonna be coming fast. <laughs> you have a third action. We'll find out. Uh, I will. You said it's difficult uh, to swim down because it's five feet. I can only swim down five feet. Correct. I will swim down five feet. Okay. So so Nicolo can shoot over me. All right. Taking us from Lucia to the first of your foes. Oh, no. Great. This first one's going to go ahead and uh, swim forward 40 feet as a single move action as these things tuck in using their powerful legs and tails to propel themselves forward like a diver with flippers on as it comes around to the side of you. Why can't my tail do that? Takes... (laughs) Go ahead and move five feet further in. It's its second action, and we'll go ahead and take a thrust at Vittoria um, as suddenly this creature springs out from behind the pillar off towards your right-hand side and strikes out at you, uh, stabbing forward with that trident with a natural one, which will critically (laughs) miss his target. I'd love to see it. He's also surprised. He's like, wait, what? There's a back door. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) No one's ever opened that before. He's sitting there, and he's like, wait, you're not a fish man. (laughs) <laughs> Taking us from the creature to the second one. Springs forward, uh, sliding around off towards the party's left flank as Whoa. it comes straight for Adria. Well, uh, Striking out with a trident. I mean, I don't love it. Ooh. Uh, doing a little bit better. That is a 25 to hit the druid. I mean, it hits me, but it's, it's not a critical. Thrusting ahead. Uh, striking you for six points of damage as the Ow. as two of the prongs ram into your left leg. Ow. Uh, it is a painful hit. It will then follow that up as it bites forward to uh, towards you, uh, opening its mouth uh, again, full of this. It's almost akin to uh, um, what are those? Are they just called lanternfish? Anglerfish. The... Yes. Yeah, yeah, Angler yeah, fish. yeah. They have that giant maw full of teeth yeah. that go yeah. in every Sharp direction. Teeth. Go ahead and chomp out at you. However, that is only a twelve, which I do not that believe not will hit, hit you. Taking us Rude. from there to Cesare Nightbloom. What are these things? Um, you may make a recall knowledge if you so wish. It is a society check. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Wasn't expecting that. Wow. They're a society. They are humanoids. Yeah. Apparently more humanoid than fish. He's more fish than man, or more man than fish in this case. They are scum. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we already yeah, know they're... that. That's what they're called. Unless they're ancestry. <laughs> oh, well, that was Lucia just looks at one. I mean, that's fitting. <laughs> I bet they didn't name themselves. I will say, the scum look a lot cuter in this edition than they did in last edition. <laughs> oh, the scholars really phoned it in on that day. All right. <laughs> I was just making fun of them while he stabbed us to death. Yeah. It, it hisses and warbles something at you, but I don't believe anyone in this party speaks Aklo. Yeah, no. I didn't realize no. that we had a cult of Dagon in the city. Wait, understands. No, I only get to pick one language, remember? It's, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's devastating. Um, all right, I'm going to cast Electric Arc between the two of them that are right here. Whoa. They can make reflex saves. So, yeah, you extend your hand. Um, again, it's this weird arc of electricity streams uh, between these, but still somehow avoids electrocuting your party because... Feels weirdly um, uncomfortable magic. to be so close to it. Because mm-hmm. magic physics. 
So I'm looking at, looks like I've got a failure there with a 14 and another failure with a 17. Ooh. <laughs> Get them. Uh, they take 10 points of electricity damage. Nice. Wow. A painful blow, not first blood, but still a painful blow to the two of them as you arc electricity between the two targets. And since I didn't move, I think I sink. Yep, you have not moved, ergo you actually sink all the way down to the bottom as you just kind of steadily float down. <laughs> I like that you do the electric arc and then like just you know cross your leg or cross your arms and just sink. <laughs> you just like take that. Chesra has pretty big Mr. Piccolo energy right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Taking us from Chesra to Adriasila. She. Spell casts, her eyes blink, and then they blink the other direction, and then she turns into a medium-sized bull shark. Oh. <laughs> All right. oh, that's rad. I love it. Oh, that's rad. Uh, All right. And I'll just bite this guy that's next to me. <laughs> it's a heightened animal form, so it's uh, the third level. Animal okay. form level three? All right. Uh, you do lose the flat-footed condition, though, because you now have a swim speed. I have a swim speed. Yeah. I can move 35 However, feet. if you stop swimming, you will die. No, well, you know. <laughs> that's a myth. I, I was going to say, well, I... I think it's some sharks, not all. I'm honestly not sure. Again, I like people have, have no nature. But yes, you, you do turn into a bull shark and get ready to fight. Yeah, and I'm good choice of the bull shark since this is fresh water. <laughs> uh, 31 to bite this guy. A 31 is a critical hit as you turn oh, and you know, lunge at nice. the side. Nom, nom, this creature nom, that just stabbed you in the side. Life. So you've done this before? <laughs> all right, so that'll be 26 <laughs> points of damage as I... Bite into this creature. Wow! I also have a maw full of teeth. Yeah, that is a painful hit as you chomp into him. He begins struggling with you, uh, nearly dropping his uh, trident, which was still impelled in your leg, so it's now impelled in one of your flippers. Adrian can't talk or spell cast, but she bite. Very well. And I believe that was a two-action cast for you to transform. Uh, Taking us from Adria to the next of these little guys. (laughs) This one's going to go ahead and dart forward. Uh, I was very curious about that shark back there. (laughs) Go ahead and that dart wasn't there a minute ago. A stab out at Lucia. Okay. Strikes ahead. Ah, nice. That will be a perfect 20 for a 30 Ooh. to strike his target. I well, that's a critical. Would like to intervene. Yay. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that I can because that is technically up to you if I am allowed to. You're aware of them. Yeah. Fair enough. Then, uh, yeah, Nicolo calls out to Milani to protect her. All right. And uh, yeah, that'll uh, let's see. That reduces the damage by eight. So whatever damage you're about to take, it's good because it is a critical hit. Yeah. Uh, so that's fourteen points of damage. So I end up taking six. Uh, it does, however, leave itself open for an attack of opportunity as it stabs you and then springs away. Oh well, Stab okay. It. I'll go ahead and take that attack of opportunity because um, why not? So perk of being a fighter. It hurt me. I'm gonna hurt it back. That is a two for a 19. Oh. A 19 will strike your foe. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> there Power we go. Of the fighter, activate. Being a fighter. <laughs> uh, that is seven points of damage. Hey, nice. A strong hit as you skewer it in the back uh, before after stabbing you, it quickly darts away. Hilariously, I did more damage to it uh, to it than it did to me. So take that. Good. In large part because of Nikola. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we don't talk about that part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The second one darts in out of oh the darkness gosh. off towards your right-hand side. This is and the ghoul fight all over again, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. A trident springing out of the darkness. Uh, however, that is only a 13. That is a miss. I'm assuming you can't take multiple reactions. No, I can't. I don't have, like, a reaction pool or anything like that. Mm. So, unfortunately, it then uh, quickly swims back away after stabbing you, darting back out of your range. Mm. Fly by attack. Or swim uh, by attack. 
There's so the many third of them. one springs out of the darkness, stabbing out at Lucia. My word. I think we're up to hey, five. At the very least, you put yourself in the four, and you brought up your yeah, defensive no, ability. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, so, if they're going to attack anybody, it's good to be me. You are drawing fire. Um, and good thing you did, because that is a 20, so that will just miss you. Yeah. Ooh. It then springs back and away into the darkness. Lucia, weirdly mm. able to parry very well underwater. Yeah. I just assume you've been practicing with Morgar underneath. To be fair, the know, only reason she can swim is because she's been practicing with Morgar. <laughs> that brings us to Nicolo. All right. Um, let's see here. Well, I mean, Adria just bit the living daylights out of one of them. <laughs> so Nicolo will start by uh, swimming uh, 10 feet over to into the flank with the one with uh, Adria. Very well. You Might as well. paddle your way over there. And swing with Tolling Bell. Nice. Yep. Since you are an underwater marauder, you can swing that weapon with no penalties. Uh, with a five for a 20. Hey. A 20 will hit your flanked foe. Hey, Woo. there we go. Let's see here. Ooh, for uh, 16 points nice of damage. <laughs> nice. Nice hit. As you crack through the back of its skull, uh, blood fills the water around you as the creature begins to bob flail for a couple of seconds uh, before giving up the ghost as the trident falls from its li limp fingers. Right. I nod over at Shark Adria, and yeah. uh, I don't think she can say anything back to me right nope, now. I just but... nod back, I guess. I don't know how a shark nods, but... <laughs> I just picture you waving your fins, like, up and down, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> your left shark! <laughs> God, if only we had two jokes uh, in the party. You just make uh, eye contact and you wink. <laughs> it's a creepy wink, because it's a shark eyeball. Can sharks even close their eye? Uh, I think they have, they have that film. Yeah, they yep. have the membrane. Uh, Nicola has a action remaining, I believe. Yes, I will try to swim uh, deeper in, maybe attract some of their attention. I do see uh, two of them on the opposite end of the room from me. Yeah, so, I was going to say, you can, you can see some on the other side now. I, I am allowed to technically try to swim faster if you I want You may make an to. athletics check if you wish to try to, uh, uh, to hope for that critical. For now, I think what I'm going to try to do and see if this works is I'm going to try doing it with assurance and get a 20. Uh, I don't know a if that would be enough. A 20 is a critical success. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, hey. So uh, in that case, then, uh, Nicholas swims 15 feet forward. Very well. You begin to make your way forward, uh, almost completely uh, circling out of line of sight for the rest of the party as you just yep, disappear be. behind one of the pillars into the darkness. <laughs> uh, this is my element. Well, maybe not as much <laughs> as Adria's, but... Shark. Maybe not as much as Adria's or these okay. guys, but... For yes. one minute, I'm in my element, and I'll be back to being, you know, normal. Eh. That brings us to Vittoria. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, Vittoria is going to go ahead and striketh at the scum next to me. All right. Uh, I guess I'll use my new silver short sword. Yeah. All right. It is a thrusting weapon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be a nine for a 23. A 23 will strike your foe. Nice. For two points of damage. All right. Striking Fair home. Uh, a small nick, but still drawing blood. For my last action, I'm going to go ahead and uh, allow myself to drop five feet. All right, so you quickly paddle down. You do this, that motion where you, like, push the water up. Yeah. Taking us from there to this next scum. Look at that tiefling there. Hi. Quickly paddles forward and strikes out at the tiefling, thrusting ahead. Huh. Ooh, that was almost a 20. That was, however, a 2. Uh, I do not believe a 12 will hit the uh, the tiefling. No. Then quickly uh, quickly paddles back and uh, darks ba darts back into the darkness. Taking us to this last one. So he's going to go in against Vittoria there. 
Mm. Didn't even see where Nicola went. Uh, yeah. Stabs out at Vittoria. God, that is oh. another two for a 12. <laughs> that does not hit me. You know, for being in their natural habitat, they're surprisingly not good. They haven't well, been having they're to guard this area for a long types. time. Mm. Bring us to the top of round two, Lucia Serini. All right, Lucia Serini is going to swim over five feet so that I can start attacking uh, the one that's been attacking uh, Vittoria, who got All shocked right. by um, Niccolo earlier. Chesare, so let's... Yes. Or Chesare. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't shock anyone, except for scaring them when I pop out of an alleyway. Aha! That is a 12 for a 29. Ooh, <laughs> very nice. nice. A 29 will critical your foe as you dive to the attack. Jeez. Oh, excellent. That is 35 points of damage. Very powerful hit as you skewer through yeah! his skull, uh, kicking off of this thing uh, as it wow. flails about before beginning to uh, just bob up, uh, belly up towards the top of the water. This place is going to smell bad soon. Um, all right. I am going to crank on Dueling Parry again then because I'm probably about to get jumped a bunch. All right. Taking us from Lucia, that actually kills the next two people between you and initiative. So that brings <laughs> us all the way to Cesare. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, well, Cesare's going to try to swim a little bit faster than usual to get more towards where these things are, because I can't actually see any of them I was going to say, right please bring the light to where we can see them. <laughs> a 17, I don't think, lets me move any faster. Uh, no, but you can move uh, 10 feet forward, because it is still a success. I'll move 10 feet forward, and I can barely see one. Ooh, I can barely see these two. All right, yeah, you can You can barely see two of them back towards the back. They're within 30 feet, that's the question. That's always the question. The answer is nay. Dang. That's when things like Ray of Frost really come in handy. I think I'll just move another 10 feet forward, actually. Okay. Okay. Just Ray up at point. Just where he likes to be. You have a single action remaining. Maybe I know more things. So Chesare can continue to spit up information like he's giving a lecture. <laughs> They're resistant to cold. Not that I think any of you have any cold spells. Can't say I do. <laughs> I don't think Adria, I've ever seen Adria cast anything that's not like a storm or electricity related. I don't have anything prepared that's cold. Yeah. Also, you're a shark right now. Also, I'm a shark right now. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, they're adapt to living underwater. Hmm. Taking us from Cesare to Adria Sila. I can't reach the one at the bottom without double moving, so I'm just going to, I'm going to mosey a little bit toward uh, my good friend here. So that's 15 feet. There goes the light. 20, 20, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to double move regardless. That's just really sad. Fine. I use two move actions to come and engage with this uh, scum way in front of Nicolo. And then I'm okay. going to bite him. All right. Yeah. You go pad paddling up towards your target. <laughs> Ooh. 19 for a 33. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a cool hit as you dive to the shark. Always. <laughs> now you're seeing the wild shaped druid power. Uh, 18 damage. Ow. That is a, a very powerful hit as you chomp a hold of this uh, this scum um, and no, begin no, no, to no. thrash violently. I love All being right. a shark. This is my favorite day. <laughs> that takes us from there to the next of the invaders. Dart out and try to stab that <laughs> shark there real quick. <laughs> Thrusting out with a 21 to hit the shark. Uh, 21 does not hit the shark. I have a 23 AC right now. Nice. And since it's managed to draw one of you away, it's going to go ahead and go in with the fangs again. Mm. Hello. Uh, that is a 13, <laughs> however, so that will still not strike its target. Nope, I wiggle. I thrash out of the way. Uh, the one that you just struck, however, will go ahead and uh, turn and strike back since you are still attached to his leg. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. 
Um, however, it is somewhat, uh, if, for anyone that's ever seen that, uh, that classic, that, uh, that amazing piece of cinema, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, baby. I love that movie. You thought I was going to say Jaws, but no. <laughs> I knew it's, what it's you were going to say. It's hard to find a shark. <laughs> it's a bit haunty. Uh, yep, no, I dodged it. It was also hard for Quen, to be fair, but mm -hmm. um, at least he had a pillow. Uh, however, uh, 21, I do not believe, will hit you. It does not. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring in those fangs. Ah, they're very bitey. bite you. Bite for bite. Um, that is a 16, though, which I do not believe will hit. It does not. Has an action remaining, so he's going to go ahead and dart back. As he quickly swims back and away, the next one in line, go ahead and spring out of nowhere to attack Cesare. Ah. Mm. Striking out at the wizard as he springs out of the darkness, thrusting with a 24 to hit the elf. Yep, but he made me bleed my own blood, so you know what? Mm. <laughs> blood vendetta is going to trigger. All right, well, let me do the damage first, because he has to make you bleed your own blood first. Uh, that is eight points, as he does stab Ow. you uh, in the side Ow. with a trident. So he needs to make a will save. A will save, you say? Mm -hmm. I bet they're great at those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That would be an eight for a critical failure. So the critical failure, let, um, I curse the target, punishing it for having the audacity to spill my blood, and it takes 2d6 damage, bleed damage. By the way, that's not just Heather like being dramatic. That is literally what that spell says. Uh -huh. <laughs> and right. as a critical failure is um, the target takes double the persistent bleed damage. Ooh. 4d6 bleed so 4D6. damage. Until the oh. bleeding stops, the target has weakness one to piercing and slashing damage. Ooh, hey. This water's getting a little murky, guys. Yeah. yeah. So it's it cursed and I'm it's going to keep bleeding. How Adrian dare. over there is like this close, like one inch away from going into a blood frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> she gets she just turns around and then Shark just starts like flapping her jaws, but no one can understand when you're like, stop chumming the waters. No one understands <laughs> Shark. <laughs> can't, yeah, so can't uh, understand me. it takes six points of damage. All right. Mm, so good. And for a penny at this point, um, it's going to go ahead and... Like, ow, that hurt a lot. I guess I'll keep stabbing. Actually, no. He's uh, he's bleeding pretty bad now. Um, <laughs> he'll go ahead and fall back. Mm. So quickly darts back and away, taking us from there to Nicola. Hmm? Oh, that's just uh, he's bleeding turn. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicola. Let me roll his recovery check real quick. Give me one ah. second. Nope, nope, he's still bleeding everywhere. Yay! <laughs> There's this line. He's very easy to track. There's this line of blood <laughs> through the water leading back towards the exit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, Nicola will begin swimming. I guess I'll go ahead and continue to use assurance to get critical successes on all of my swim checks. Nice. Um, smoke them if you got them. As long as it keeps working, I'll keep doing it. So so I move 15 feet to swim around the pillar. I see Cesare kind of wave at him. I have no idea that he just cast a spell. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't actually. You're on the other side of the pillar. Yeah, I saw him cast a spell. I didn't see his target, but I assume yeah. it's the one currently bleeding and running away. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> on you is Lucia. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll move another 15 feet with a second swim action to get into the flank with Adria, hey. uh, since that seems to be my favorite thing to do right now. Ooh, you got him wedged between these two pillars there. Oh, man, he's stuck hard. And uh, let's go on ahead and attack this uh, scum right here. Get him. All right. Uh, that is a 7 for a 22 to hit my flanked foe. A 22 will strike your flanked target. All nice. right. Hey, there it goes. That is 19 points of bludgeoning wow. damage. Get a painful hit Good as hit. you slam into it. the back of him. Mm -hmm. Taking us to Vittoria Scordato. Well, I'm going to swim forward 
because uh, I don't think anybody's been hit too terribly bad other than them, right? I mean, Adria's taken a little bit of damage, and Cesare just took a trident yeah, to the side. Yeah, but I'm not a which... vet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Cesare took a hit. It wasn't quite a quarter of his health, but he's uh, he doesn't have a ton of hit points to start with. Surprisingly, the check's the same, though, for animals. It's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. We'll just say I watch a lot of Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will, I, I guess I'll swim up under uh, Cesare's still Cesare's still just swimming, skimming along the uh, the bottom of the Yeah, the oh, so okay. technically you're above me. All right. But you're within then... five feet because you're only five feet you up. put a Band-Aid on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I, I brought some, like, waterproof tape with me. Yeah. Yeah. You brought some waterproof tape and all the rest of that stuff. It right. also has tiny little bull sharks, like cartoon Aww. bull sharks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got him themed because I knew we were coming down here. <laughs> Raven yes. stole half the box before you came down here. All right, well, that <laughs> is the a box, 16 actually. for a 28 medicine check. Oh, hey. Right. So that is a critical success. That is a critical success. You get 29 <laughs> healing points. I'm good. I healed for the whole eight damage I took. and then Dang. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Cesare nods up at Vittoria. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> She nods, and then I suppose I will continue swimming forward? Just keep swimming. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to swim another... I'll swim another 10 feet forward. Just put myself in a general location so I'll get to who I need to get to. <laughs> there are so many of them. That's why I decided to be a shark in this fight. Well, it's uh, proving to be quite useful. From Vittoria, we go to next one of these buddies. He's going to swim the long way around. Just because uh, might be an attack of opportunity. So quickly uh, darts around into the flank against Nicolo, unaware mm -hmm. that uh, Nicolo is an extraordinarily skilled rogue. But yep. we'll go ahead and strike at Nicolo from the back. Sounds like a plan. Thrusting ahead. Bat it away with your tail. That is uh, that is a 13, <laughs> which I do not will believe will hit the plate-mailed rogue. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the plate-mailed swimming 15 feet of action rogue. <laughs> He's very muscular. He's like a fish. <laughs> uh... But go ahead and try to press that attack. He's in an advantageous position. He'll yeah, try to that's bite. True. That's a twenty, which would be good, but not good enough, I believe. No, no. Unfortunately for him, no. Yep. Fortunately you're also for not me, no. Yes, I'm not flat-footed. Another one of the creatures darts up to Vittoria's right, um, just as she begins to swim past Cesare, striking out at the investigator. God, um, that's a fourteen. <laughs> that will Jeez. not hit. These guys aren't as bad as they seem. If their dice luck were a little better, they'd be way worse. Yes, mm. that is true. As he quickly darts back away into the darkness, uh, again, the room filled with this, like, this miasma of blood at this point. Um, some of it because mm. of uh, Nicolo splitting a skull open. Some of it because of Lucia skewering another one of them through the head. Some of it because Cesare just made the sky, like, Mortal Kombat <laughs> explode with blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> As he quickly went swimming away. Get over here! Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're making like these weird, almost warbling bark noises to one another um, that none of you can quite understand that echo. They sound like danger seals. Disconcertingly, <laughs> yes, like like seals, like very evil seals. Yes. Like selkies <laughs> in the deep. <laughs> Which would bring us back around to the top of round three, but instead brings us to the end of this episode. Oh. Okay, oh. okay, I thought you were going to, like, drop something on us. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Suddenly, out of the darkness, a tentacle reaches out, grabs the oh. oh. It's like my nightmare set. <laughs> the prophecy, he screams as he's being dragged. It's fulfilled. 
Adrian has a shark that swims forward, chomps onto his arm, and starts trying to swim away. That doesn't help me. I was reaching for the tentacle, but you were in the way. She's betrayed us. She's in the blood frenzy. The tentacle has mastery over all creatures of the sea. And river in the case of a bull shark. Bull sharks, they can be in another place. Yeah, down in the water, down in the depths now. I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, this Me has been too. pretty interesting. I will say, I'll throw this out there. I feel like the aquatic combat in 2E is streamlined compared to 1E. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like there's a lot fewer uh, interruptions. Because you don't mm. have to roll every time unless you're trying to do something fancy with swimming. Yeah. But, of course, uh, as, as excited as I have been to get down here into the, uh, into the depths, into the water, uh, splashing around and all the rest of that stuff, to be able to do all these fun things with Foundry, such as we are doing with the, uh, the particle effects and everything else, um, <laughs> I'm really only able to take the time to really focus on all of that because of the amazing support of our patrons. Uh, yeah. You guys are phenomenal, and uh, we hope that you are enjoying this as the party is reaching uh, minor spoiler here. Shadows over Kentargo has reached the uh, the shadows over Kentargo part of this. <laughs> Get ready for the hard left into deep one territory. Oh no! Yeah, There's always something like that. But no, I was just going to say that you have now reached the uh, the last portion of the final dungeon. Um, you are at the cusp once you clear this place. Currently, only in room D one out of however many there are here. But <laughs> and so we'll be. Uh, Steadily making our way closer and closer to the, uh, the exciting climax of this adventure. Before we go, though, I do want to take an opportunity to thank a couple of our patrons uh, for their continued support. You guys mm. are amazing. You have been a, uh, a phenomenal help to us in aiding and supporting us as we go. And I would like to start by thanking the Fallen Magi. Mm. Or Magi, nice. okay. whichever you prefer. Thank you. Yeah. That's thank a good you. name. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Fallen Magi. You're a very wise master of the mystical arts. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank John Stiles. Thank you, John. Well, thank you, John. John. I appreciate it, John. Classic J-O-N. Yeah. Yes, yeah. J-O-N. And I would like to thank Mark Weiher. Thank you. Oh, thank right. you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it, Mark. That's a fun. Yeah. Um, I would like to thank Sam Verde, maybe? Bairn. Bairn. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, yeah Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, I would like to thank <laughs> Caleb Brill. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it, Caleb. Thank you, Caleb. Keeping it Brill. <laughs> uh, it's not to be confused with Krill, of course. Um, let's see here. <laughs> we do have to clarify that because we are underwater. Yes. Uh, and I'd like to go on ahead and thank Cameron Allen. We appreciate the support, Cameron. Well, thank yeah. you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah. For all of your amazing support. Woot. Maybe a very distant relation to Heather. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. I think there are a lot of Allens in the world. but First and last name Allens. Allen Allen? <laughs> I am Allen Allen's son. <laughs> we do of course uh, we do want to thank all of you for your continued support for uplifting us for, for keeping us going keeping our cups full of whatever caffeinated beverage allows us to record late into so, the evenings as we fair. do so we can just keep swimming yes, <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> much better than treading uh, water which I don't think we've ever done no. we're always no. swimming towards the next goal yeah. yes. from a man that hates to swim I know it breaks my heart the fact that we got you into the pool at the Pathfinder summer va- or the Find the Past summer vacation was shocking. <laughs> Only because I was contractually obligated. <laughs> it, no, it's because it was my birthday and you didn't want to disappoint me. There's a hot tub too. Yeah, I can sit in that. The hot tub's fine. I do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our Find the Path tier patrons as well. I would like to thank Andrew Miller and her, Braden Worrell, Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S, Ian Date. J. 
Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, Kevin Etterfay, Louis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Kahn. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of your help. And uh, please come back to join us again next week as we continue our delves down into the deep. I will throw this out here. I'll throw a little teaser out there for for everyone listening. There's a twist down here that I don't think any of you will see coming. The tentacle monster is actually friendly. Please. Uh, I I might even throw this out here. It may, in fact, even be a pleasant surprise. <gasps> what? See, I told you the tentacle what? monster's friendly. Surprise! What? what? Hey. You'll have to tune in next time. Oh. I, have the, I have the Futurama fry sus face right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't believe it till I see it. I love yeah. a pleasant surprise. To shreds, you say. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder of Interpath are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Pathventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.